everybody and welcome to tailgate talks powered by the nation it is march 29th and this is episode 180 i'm your host brooks and joining me as always my guy dustin wimmer uh, this week, we have some fun stuff to talk about as we still await the head coach to be named for Texas Tech, but it looks like it's going to be uh, UNT's coach, Grant McCaslin. So we'll discuss him and our thoughts on him, plus the Lady Raiders' NIT run comes to an end, some baseball talk, a little check-in on Texas Tech football as spring practices began. So a pretty loaded episode as we took last week off to try to let some of these things culminate so we can put out a better episode for you guys. So uh, if you missed us last week, that's why. But we are back here tonight. And to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks, guys, you got to give us a follow. got to follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings. Five stars for the Tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, you can always leave us a kind review there. We always appreciate those. You can also go and give our social media accounts a follow. We are on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. Um, you might have noticed that there is a Texas Tech Twitter tournament going around. We were in the inaugural tournament uh, as a pretty low seed. We'd have been a 15 seed if you're doing it that way. And we got ousted by our guy, RC Maxfield. No hard feelings for RC there as uh, he is pretty dominant on the Texas Tech Twitter. So uh, had fun with that. But yeah, catch us on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And we have a YouTube channel where you can follow us there and catch some quick videos from each week's episodes. Plus, we're thinking about maybe doing some live streaming on there so you can catch the shows live, comment, and join us on those. Lastly, if you have any questions, comments, or anything you want us to discuss on the tailgate, email us. Email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So now to this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, Dustin, it is March 29th, creeping up on the end of the month, and we still don't have, at this time of recording, a head coach for the Texas Tech basketball team. Although it seems not. like everybody everybody knows who the next coach is going to be, but uh, North Texas just keeps winning in the NIT, and they Damn found themselves green. NIT uh, championship game. Um, Conference USA having themselves a moment. They okay. won the CBI, Florida Atlantic in the Final Four, North Texas in the They've championship only, game. Their conference has only lost like one game in the postseason. Yeah, they're 16 and like one or something like that <laughs> um, in postseason play. So Conference USA dominating the basketball postseason land. But UNT defeating Wisconsin means Texas Tech has to wait until Friday at the earliest, it seems like, the day after the NIT championship to be able to finally announce that Grant McCasland is the new head basketball coach for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Dustin, uh, this news kind of came last week. A Jeff Goodman tweet. He had to, of course, take some shots at Texas Tech along the way, as he likes to do. Of course, Texas Tech fans have to respond for some reason. Yes, that kills um, me. Um, but just overall, first off, just your thoughts on Grant McCaslin kind of being the guy here. It's okay. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't like, you know, light the flame and 
like Joey McGuire kind of did, you know, like brings a lot of energy and like he's an energetic guy, but just like the name isn't huge, I guess. But I do think yeah. it's a safe and good hire if you look at his resume. I mean, he has a good track record at the last couple places he's been. I mean, he has like a almost two-thirds type winning percentage. Like it's an over 600 winning percentage as a head coach. He's been a yeah. winner at UNT. And they're not a, not a historically not a basketball, basketball type place. Yeah, they're winning 30 games there a few times. Like solid guy. I do like the comparisons of like him and his resume to like where Beard was when we got him. Um, Cause it does line up not exactly, but pretty similarly with like styles. And I think people have said like, they're kind of like, they're like coaching, like energy, I guess you'd say. Um, they're definitely, he's definitely a defensive guy. I mean, hell they held Wisconsin to like 15 points in the second half and they didn't even score the last nine minutes. Like, holy yeah. shit. How do you even do that to another D one team? Another power, power five. five team. Yeah. Like it's incredible. So like, I'm not like crazy excited, but I'm not bummed about it either. I think it's a solid hiring. When Goodman took the shot at us, he said that we, uh, you know, made a lot of um, big asks or reached out to a lot of big names, got told no. Um, any speculation on who those names might be and how you feel about how you feel about maybe getting told no by some of these. Yeah. Quote unquote, big I mean, names? Goodman first, Goodman needs to let it go. Like his beef with tech. Cause like now that the whole beard thing is done, like we're done with you, man. Like I don't think we need to keep trying to fight with him and bicker with him. Cause this yeah. is what he, this is all he wants to do is he finds an angle to take a punch at tech fans for when really that is what happened. Like we probably did reach out to, I don't know, Sean Miller and Rick Patino, And that's really the biggest names I could think of. But yeah, of course, Goodman Tang, maybe it to be like, well, they lost out on these big guys. Whereas, you know, they're just doing their due diligence, put some feelers out, see if they want to, talk and interview and be in the process. And if not, that's fine. Like it's a different angle than what Goodman's making it seem like. And he's doing that just to piss off tech fans and get them all riled up on Twitter. So one tech fans need to let Goodman go. Yeah. I don't worry about him anymore. Now that the whole Texas and beard thing is done, like let him go. (laughs) Yeah, that it's so frustrating. I I don't really like on my own personal account. I have him muted, and the only <laughs> tweets I ever really see are through the Telgate Talks Twitter. Um, but you I don't know, have him I muted him. because he's kind of like Viva. I want to see the stupidness. Yeah, just to that's have why, it but not yeah. respond. <laughs> that's why you know. That's why I view is through the Telgate Talks lens because sure. you know you can see it and. Um, and you always know people are going to respond and that's why he does it because it gets a response. You don't yeah. do something, you know, he'll quit bullying people if nobody responds and yep. it doesn't get him any likes anymore, but yet everybody has to respond. Yeah. I'm curious. Like I would like to know like who we took a shot at, but sure. you know, I, yeah, doing your due diligence. Some of those names seem like they might be in cushy places. Like if was Jerome Tang, one of them, Maybe. Uh, well, he was just coming off an elite eight run with Kansas state building something there. 
Sean Miller's back where he had all of his success at Xavier. Like, did he want to leave? And that? he's only been back one year. Yeah. So like, um, did he? Yeah. He probably I, didn't I don't think he was. Do I don't think he was going to leave that. Um, Rick Pitino, I you know, I, I never really liked the idea of that hire. Yeah, because um, like he's mid seventies, and like, I guess the only good thing if you did get Pitino, like this is his last stop. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, it'd be really, like the, hiring Bobby Knight kind of, you know, Hey, yeah, maybe can really have for some him, fun like, with it. He needs to be somewhere East coast and that big East St. John's fits him. Perfect. Yeah. And so some of those big names, I really think, you know, are, you know, have pretty good situations and didn't want to leave it. Um, but yeah, to me, you know, Grant McCasland is a name um, that, you know, it's not a big name. It's somebody that's been rumored for this job since, you know, beard left. Like mm-hmm. he was in the, his name was in the conversation last time. Uh, and to me, it you know, it's a safe, but it makes sense. It's a good hire. I think it keeps your identity. I think that's a thing a lot of people um, kind of like to forget in these situations. It's like you become this defensive program, and sometimes going away from that hurts. Like, remember Mike Leach fired him. We're like, we got to get a defensive guy in here, Tommy Tuberville. doesn't quite mesh. Like, find somebody who kind of fits your identity, get a fiery coach, something like that. Uh, and, and ultimately to me, and, and maybe it's just the how basketball landscape has changed. I, I don't really think the head coach matters as much as it used to. Um, I think like back before NIL and stuff like that, head coach mattered about 75%. I think now, you know, obviously it matters that if he can coach, like we just saw yeah. <laughs> with coach Adams, like couldn't really, couldn't really do some of those things and everything can go kaput. But if you have a coach who can coach up guys and make them better, put them in the right situation to win and succeed, I think that matters. But the other 50% of it is can he hire an awesome staff? Because that means so much nowadays. Do you have guys who can recruit and get dudes, program-changing type dudes, in you know, into your program? You need to have those guys 100%. While you're on the whole like stick to what you do good kind of thing, like he's, we're going to reference this a lot. You're going to hear it a lot. Like he's beard, like where very defensive and slow. And so one, yeah, let's get an offensive type coach. Yeah. Like a Peary or a Steve green, but let them uh, do their job. Yeah. And you're recruiting, get guys that fit what you do. We got yeah. away from that very far last year with Adams and his defensive scheme, and we didn't have the switchable wings type players and it really, really hurt us. So like, you got to find the fits to go with that, that talent also. Like, yeah. It's not all about but, talent and five, four and five stars and plug them in and figure it out later. Like, I think you need to stick with what you do and find guys to fit that also. Yeah. You need to fit your mold, but you're going to be able to get a lot better players than he's used to coaching. And if he can coach UNT guys up to winning 20 games a season, making a tournament run and beating Purdue several years ago, uh, making a run to the NIT championship this year. Like imagine what he can do with some of the guys that we've get in the room for Texas tech. Imagine what he can do with a Jalen Tyson, a pop Isaacs, yeah. um, you know, some of the Lamar Washington, uh, yeah. some of these guys, if they stay Elijah Fisher, hopefully, um, you know, some of these guys, it's going to be a whole different skill set of players that he's going to be able to coach up. And so I think like, yes, you obviously need a head coach who knows basketball, 
can make players, can improve players, put them in the right situations, uh, call great games, know when to use timeouts, all that good stuff. But you also need assistant coaches and you need NIL. And we have that. So we have the NIL that's going to be able to make us competitive, get us in the room with those players, get those players on campus because we can afford them. Can you hire a good assistant staff and the names I'm hearing kind of surrounding him? Sounds like you're going to be able to do that. And then the other part of it is just can he coach those guys up? And from his history, from what we've seen, he can can do that. And he's going to be engaged and he's not going to pawn stuff off to um, his son on the staff or other guys. Like he's (laughs) going to be there doing it. He seems like he has. Well, he's going to be there doing it. He's going to be there doing it. That's part of what we need. That's the thing. Can you show up? Do you want to be there? Do you want to do your job uh, daily? Be present. If you can do that, I think you're. I think you can be fine because look, we had the other fifty percent of it last year. We have we had the assistant coaches that you would want. You had the talent, but you didn't have the coach who could put them in the right situation and make those players better and improve. And if you can add that back into the mix here. Uh, I think you're going to be well off. So I really like the um, I think it's growing on me the more I think of it. Um, I'm just excited to see what this guy can do with the players that he's going to be able to have at Texas Tech. Yeah, totally agree, man. So I guess we got to wait till Friday and then next week to get more details on that. It's just it's kind of nerve wracking to just have to sit and wait and think, you know, it's there. But it's not because yeah. he, he's being very respectful to North Texas and those players and that program. But, you know, like there's no contract signed. Yeah, <laughs> like, like something could change. Like, like you put all your eggs in this basket and he's like, you know what? I'm staying. Like, I mean, there's, I don't think he'll do that. There's some percentage chance that like, I don't know, 1% chance that they win on Thursday night. And he goes, I'm coming back. <laughs> He could, but I, that would be stupid because well, look at what we can offer to him to what right. UNT can offer him. Sorry, UNT, um, but y'all don't have the facilities, the fans, no. the stadium, the the assets that we have. And and so, yeah, it, it is weird because I'm like, do I want yeah. UNT to win or do I, I want them to lose? But also want, you know, them to show good so the you know, coaching looks good uh in it and so it's been kind of a confusing stretch to watch unt play here but nonetheless they beat a big 12 team on the road in oklahoma state (laughs) um so you know that was nice and they beat a big 10 team so you know he's showing that he can coach against some of these uh big 12 big 10 type guys so uh, i think it's possibly a a pretty exciting hire and i think as fans kind of understand who he is as we see this staff come together uh, we can get more excited. Have you seen the name? I think its name is Ben McCollum. He is the D two coach at like Missouri, whatever. I was who has looking this up insane stuff today, offense. Yeah, kind of trying to dig into if anybody's talking about anything because it's been a very hush hush. Yeah, it's like a week or so, which is kind of nice, but also like I said, kind of nerve wracking. Um, yeah, he's done at what Missouri State. Missouri Northwest South some some weird Missouri yeah. state type school. Uh, it's uh, a D two school. Yeah, but... I've known people that actually worked there, and I've told them it's made up because you can't have two directions and state in your school's name like that's yeah, made up. It's just too much. But he's apparently done amazing as the head coach there. Runs They've lost like six games in the last. Like, They've won like years. three or four national championships out of the last six or seven or something stupid like that. Yeah. Like dynasty like. And so now that's a big jump from 
D2 to Power 5, and especially like the best Power 5 conference there is. But maybe he can make it work. I don't know. I think it's forward thinking, and I think I this dude's got a pretty and he's like, young too. I think some he's the, like yeah, thirty eight yeah. or something. Some of the clips I've seen from his offense are like, man, they just move the ball. They just move the ball. That's well. all I want to see. <laughs> it's like they move the ball. They make the extra oh, pass. What? They pass up a good shot for a better shot. I'm like, wow, this is if like you have a coach who actually lets him get in here and do his thing. Like you could be really good defensively and offensively. He's kind of the name that surfaced a lot. I think Barrett Peary is going to be taking the Utah. I heard he's going to be taking the Utah Valley head coaching job. I think I saw John, either John Rostin. Really? Goodman or somebody tweet that he's in line to be the Utah Valley coach. Um, so I guess that, I don't know. That's a weird job to me, but I guess that fits him with. Yeah, they were they were in the NIT semifinals too. With the, then their coach took uh, the Cal job, right? Um, and so, and I, he's uh, been in for a couple different job offerings before. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess Peary's a West Coast guy, so it kind of gets him back into that realm of things yeah but McCollum would be I think an awesome hire yeah, just to have that you. offensive mind in there and then of course Al Pinkins uh is rumored to be in there uh as well um so it'll be interesting to see kind of once he's now, named stuff uh how stuff it, comes didn't, out didn't Beard hire Pinkins technically so yeah Beard hired Pinkins <laughs> but apparently Pinkins could like there's something that he could come back his son is playing ball at friendship and wants to finish off his career there. So there's wanting to stay in Lubbock, but he's in that limbo of like, all right, well, it's not official yet. So I guess he's working for Ole Miss right now. I don't know. Um, But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I would Uh, like to have a guy like him back just because to know your Texas tech land laid land and to help recruit the guys you want to stay. And I want to talk about yeah. him before we move on. To yeah, that's what I was series. about to get to. Uh, players that have hit the portal, the big one for for Elijah Fisher Island over here, Dustin's oh. too, uh, he hits the portal. I think we all kind of knew it was coming. I think we've yeah. known most of these guys are going to hit the portal with the, you know, who knows who the coach is going to be. Um, you know, what are your, what are your <laughs> thoughts and, and what do you wanted to talk about here? So, yeah, you have – KJ Allen, Fardaz, Elijah Fisher, and Robert Jennings that have hit the portal. Just those four, correct? That's, yeah, that's what I. So, my initial reaction so far, and Elijah Fisher just came out earlier this week. Uh, he kind of waited a little bit to, fit, to do that, but um, Fisher and Jennings have also offered, like, they'd, probably, they'd come back also. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually surprised that Moore didn't go into the portal, even with the option to come back. Um, Moore have stuck on their roster. Um, yeah, and, and Ben, like, like Pop has been tweeting out things like grass isn't yeah. always greener and, and, like, a lot of little things that you're just like, what are you saying? <laughs> our buddy at the baseball game was sitting behind Jalen Tyson, Tyson a couple yeah. weeks ago, and he's telling people, yeah, I'm staying. We're going to get this thing back on track. We're going to win some championship. Like he's talking big game and yeah. exciting type stuff. Like, and like, we got that Georgia kid, you know, mm-hmm. last year coming in. And so like, really you have a decent roster that has stuck around good roster. Really? Like Key you're pieces. not, you're not left barren like you were two years ago. 
Like you're left yeah, with like, a lot of good stuff. It's like, like Jennings, that's what I think me and makes yeah. me feel good about things. Like Jennings, I can see being a solid player, but you're not losing a lot of production if he goes. KJ, you know, you know, we love KJ because we he came on the show. Could and, never find a fit for him, really. Never here. find a fit. Um, Fardaz, he can get, he can go for all I give yeah. it. <laughs> um, and you know, really, I, I would love to be able to keep Elijah Fisher because I think yeah. he's going to be a stud. From McCaslin and and company, um, that's my number one. Especially because he's on. a defensive coach, and like you can just see Elijah Fisher being oh. a lockdown. Yeah, I mean, he was already a lockdown. He was our best on-ball defender last year. This physical traits, uh, like he's, you know, when we talked about it, I think there were the like five guys. The ceiling is the roof were, with him. The ceiling is the roof. Um, I really hope he stays. Um, that would be. And then, yeah, you got to, you know, re-recruit who else is still here. Pop, Davion, all, Lamar. and everybody else, you know. Like, it's not set that they're all staying. I mean, I don't know who has eligibility to stay or whatnot, like. Yeah. yeah. And of course, as, as, as like, soon as the coaching hire gets made, like things change, you know, and then maybe yeah. more guys hit the portal. Like, well, and they might not see a fit for Kerwin. And I'm just throwing a name out there of a bench guy. Yeah, I don't see a fit see for him either. A fit for Kerwin and want to bring in uh, this kid from North Texas that they know better or a kid from Northwest Missouri State that they know better and know will fit better. And yeah, they're uh, the little point guard for UNT. Pretty good. I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind seeing him. And so in a you got to kind of reevaluate your roster who you need to keep, want to keep, who has to stay because of just transfer out of transfer eligibility type deal. Because they've got yeah. to crack down on that. Um, I think for Harmon, it's like for some of these guys, it's going to be hard to transfer because they've already transferred maybe once or twice like Harmon. And so like, Harmon's pretty much be out. Yeah, he might have, he might just have like to. Jalen would have to sit next year if he tried to go. Same for Kyron Lindsay. Like, you don't want to waste years at this point yeah. either. And so, yeah. Besides, and like Pop and Fisher, like you need to keep that group around. I think. Yeah, my my big my big guys that like I want here, no matter what, next year it's it's Jalen Tyson. It's uh, Pop Isaacs, it's Elijah Fisher, and it's Lamar Washington. Those are my four. Yeah. Like, like I I would do anything to keep those guys. Yeah. Um, totally. The other guys, if they want to stay, like, cool, I'm I'm good with it. But I think like if you want to immediately be successful next year, like those four guys, I would love to be a part of this program. But you know, nowadays in NIL, like I mean, just look at what Jerome Tang did for Kansas State there. Um, yeah, they had two players on the roster last year when he two got players. There. And he completely changed that team. So, you know, in today's age with NIL and we're as competitive as Miami, Miami bought bought their whole team. Nigel Pack left Kansas State to go there. Yeah. Imagine if they had Pack and Noel this year. But um, yeah, so NIL changes things and evens the playing field and gets teams really competitive really quick. And you're competitive in that. So I expect you to. Once you get this coaching staff named and everything, uh, I expect you yeah. finally start seeing guys that were in on it. It sucks right now seeing guys hitting the portal. They've heard from these teams and like just no Texas Tech anywhere. It's <laughs> just like, oh, I need some, I need something. I know, but like I said, we're on the good side of the transfer portal right now with minimal damage in the portal. Yes. And our big, our two big ones that we'd want back are open to coming back. And so. Yeah. 
you're looking good right now. Yeah, so I, I, think I think our conversation then next week and the week after will be a lot more fruitful with roster yeah. and we'll have to be more set in things. Yeah, hopefully so. And yeah, I, I totally agree. I think once the Adams thing happened, I expected so all, everybody to hit the portal. And so kind of yeah. to be where you're at, I think is definitely a, a positive thing. And, and, you know, like you said, the portal doesn't mean they're gone. Like, the, you know, these guys are open to coming back. And so that's stuff you want to hear, uh, you know, but you got to give it to them. Like these guys got to, if they have the opportunity to, you've kind of got to put yourself out there and see what's available. Cause Hey, look at a guy like Chibuzo Agbo, who like we loved here, but he goes and he has a successful career, uh, you know, change at Boise State. And some of these guys you're seeing be very effective, which leads us to the next topic as uh, we stay in March. March Madness has uh, got down to four teams since the last time we talked. It was right before the tournament. Dustin, <laughs> we have Florida Atlantic. We have San Diego State. We have <laughs> Miami and we have UConn in this year's Final Four. Um, what the fuck happened? <laughs> this Go host year. this at Disney World and let the Miami people just run it. FAU foul owls on the prowl. Vlad yeah, Golden, mean, former Red Raider. Yep, Golden's in there. I mean, he was had, a, those... had himself a game versus Kansas State too. Like, yeah, he he's come out amazing. I, mean, I think he's he got all three years removed from Tech. He was like a one of those freshman seven footers that yeah didn't... that COVID. Didn't the like COVID to, uh, year where the limited uh, limited capacity crowds and stuff like that was yeah, his year. Beard also didn't year, like year. to uh, work on bigs like that. Like, yeah, give them a couple Russ, of years to develop. Vlad. And uh, he would rather just get a senior to do it. And so that's why Vlad left. And then we got Bacho. Like, just this, we got the same guy right after him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm glad he found a place and they're doing awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. It's crazy that three of these teams, everybody but UConn, is in their first ever Final Four. Yeah. That's a, kind of mind blowing to me. But yeah, I had no idea any of this, uh, this was going to be happening. What's funny though is, like, I always do uh, my series bracket and then I do a kind of like, a random one that I think is fun. And I actually had Miami winning that one because oh, I right. listen to Levitard show a lot. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I get a little, uh, you know, in on that. And so I have them winning it in that bracket. And so that's the only thing I got right. Like pretty hey, much. Think about bracket, this. But... I heard this on the radio a couple of days ago, you know, Miami's big man kind of chunky with yeah, like Norchad. Yeah. We, yeah, he was supposed to come here. Had him. We said, no, I guess. I think cause of fart offs. Or yeah. because we had Fardaws and just didn't want another big man. Dude's a monster. Oh, he's a double double machine. I heard he that. 19... I was like, oh man. He had like 19 rebounds in that Indiana game or whatever. Like freaking monster. And um, he got the dumb foul for for Brock Cunningham. That was yeah. awesome. I love that moment. Yeah, big Miami Hurricane basketball fans. I love that they uh, since Sunday the made Texas collapse. <laughs> Yeah, and then I love that he was just standing out there on the court after. I was like, man, oh, he's probably yeah. – the only one that stayed and watched this and that. I'm like, shut using up. Using that as motivation to come back for his sixth year so he can continually miss shots to ruin their season. Yeah. <laughs> they lost that game, Miami game exactly how they lost here in Lubbock to Texas Tech. Brock Cunningham yeah. taking multiple shots down the stretch and bricks. <laughs> when you have Marcus Carr – Marcus fucking Carr, yeah. who's like, couldn't miss a shot. 
Yeah, Brock Cunningham's yeah. over here. I, I got us. Serge Jabari, like let one of those guys do it. <laughs> Serge Jabari Rice, I swear, didn't miss a shot the whole tournament. Every time I was watching, well, he yeah. made every fucking shot. And I'm and his, I like him because of his shot fake. Like if he wasn't a yeah. horns player, he'd be like my favorite college yeah, player. For sure. Because that shot fake is so good, and and you love it because he makes every shot. So you yeah. have to like, oh, it's it's, it's so good. But yeah, I'm so um, glad they blew that. It looked like they oh, were yeah. gonna roll in right into the final four. Now it's gonna piss me off. I was getting so mad. I was about to turn the game off, and then Miami had that little. Um, yeah, I was building this new off desk the... during that game, and then yeah. I was like, oh, because I didn't. I'd, I'd go pop in every couple minutes and be like, oh, still a twelve point game. Blah blah blah. Come build some more desk. Oh, we're oh. Yeah. So yeah. I had to watch the last few minutes. Yeah, they made it a uh, pretty exciting at the end, um, and then of course. What uh, did you think of the Creighton San Diego State ending? <clears throat> I know I would be absolutely furious if I yeah. was Creighton, and I didn't. I didn't watch that game closely, so I don't know if they were letting that kind of call go. Oh, I, it's, I, it goes back to the thing that I say about officials all the time. If that was getting called earlier in the game, I have no problem with it. Sure. But if they were letting stuff like that go all game, and then they call it there, like then I'd be pissed. So I, I, I don't, it was a foul a hundred percent, but it's right. one of those things. Like I, I seen some people tweet that. I don't think they were calling that stuff the whole game. It was, I yeah. think they were letting some of that stuff go. And so for that to happen there, I, I just didn't think it's enough to call yeah. right there that moment. Like that only happens. Like I tweeted out that only happens to Texas tech in a tie game where the other team has the ball. That's the only time I've seen like that foul yeah, get called for sure. Totally. Right. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, UConn looks by far like the best team. Like how they beat the hell out of Gonzaga like that. Like they didn't miss a shot. Like Gonzaga yeah, just never had a chance. Like nothing on Gonzaga. Like when the other team's just making every shot and every three, yeah. like you can't do anything about and, that. In Arkansas too, they blew Arkansas out of the gym. Like yes. they like it wasn't even close. So it's I think it's UConn's game to lose. Yeah, I think the Natty is them versus Miami. Like whatever team wins that, I think's winning the whole thing. Right. And that's um, our final four matchup. Yeah. That's probably the better game. But who knows? I also thought Kansas State was going to the final four and Florida Atlantic beat them. I also thought Creighton was going to the final four and San Diego. I, or I thought, you know. I know. So it's it's been a bizarre tournament, but it's been fun to watch. I, I definitely love the parody, you know, and you see a lot of people talking about how NIL is really even the playing field a lot more and you're in you're really seeing it this tournament you know no blue bloods no one seeds made it through well, the you're Sweet able 16. To, like like kansas state you're able to rebuild a roster in a year and yeah. you're right back mm-hmm. and it get yeah and they make it to the elite eight and a florida atlantic can make it to the elite eight final four um you know uconn who would have uh, thought their run miami basketball would make it to the final four before football would have yeah <laughs> For real. And their women's team, like the same night mm-hmm. that they, they knocked off Indiana the same night the men did, they both were on pretty crazy runs. I know. Um, and on the Levitard show, they're, they're like, we stole basketball from the state of Indiana this, <laughs> this They weekend. did, man. They did. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, I, I wonder what the ratings will be like for this Final Four with it being such I think it'll like, be pretty low. Yeah. I think you're low. getting a lot for that Miami UConn game. I don't think your San Diego State FAU game will get anything. Yeah, 
and maybe just some curious eyes and your you know, your final to have good numbers nothing awesome but it'll be good it will be and i think yukon's won like two or three of their four national championships in texas so they're back in houston back oh. in texas um i got to watch uh, their last natty live when they beat I kentucky somehow back caught in this. it's crazy that the men's championships in houston and the women's is in dallas yeah like who planned that? I don't know. That's <laughs> so bad planning. <laughs> bad planning. And also Taylor Swift concerts in Dallas this weekend. Oh, so. really bad planning, Dallas yeah. people. Really bad. Really bad planning. Jesus Christ. It's going to be a mess. Because you got a mess. You got, oh, what's your name from Iowa playing? Everyone's going to want to go watch Caitlin her. Clark. And like South Carolina is obviously badass. So like you got some awesome women's teams. So like. Good luck trying LSU, to you. Kim Mulkey back in the final four. Like I hope they lose. Yeah, I do too. Uh speaking of women's basketball, the Lady Raiders basketball season came to an end with an unfortunate loss to Arkansas. Uh they're uh, in the third round. I you know, something that we didn't realize before this is the NIT has their own sixty four team field. Uh and the Lady Raiders made it to the sweet yeah. sixteen of that. Fell yeah. just uh, just short of making it to the next round. Uh, in a game that they had to battle back a couple of times to get themselves back in the game. But, you know, it was impressive to see them being down, I think, 17-4 to four to start the game, got back, tied it before half. Um, and so, Dustin, any any thoughts as the Lady Raiders season kind of ended there and uh, thoughts on kind of what, what this did for their future? Yeah, I think the future for them looked bright. <clears throat> I mean, Coach Gerlich has had a lot of energy with them and, like, the vibes were really good, I feel like, especially with the yeah. home games that we had. You had some awesome crowds at those home games. Yeah, we had a good time at that UT game. Like. Yeah, they went 1-0 when we watched them this year. Yeah, <laughs> undefeated. And uh, I watched the second round game really hard that we hosted. And, like, Bailey Maupin, freshman guard, she was just going yeah. off, man. She was fun to watch. Rammer Scott's always fun to watch. That – Kind of center, uh, oh, what's her name? Cat Farrell. She can kind of do it all. It's kind of cool. Yeah, she's a jack of all trades. They were fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I think they have a lot of good momentum going forward. Yeah, is- I think it's cool for a program that's kind of struggled as much as this program sure. has, you know, coming from the, the glory days to to where they're just not making the tournament and they didn't have a postseason appearance since 2013. Yeah. It's 10 years. Uh, and so to get postseason play and then win a couple games and um, like you said, Bailey Moppin, you're kind of your future star out there, so. out there doing work like, yeah, this there's uh, there's a lot of momentum building for this program. And it's been a process, um, but, you know, it seems like the, the, you know, Kirby has trusted that process. It seems like Gerlick has been, you know, true to that process and seems like they have some. Uh, you know, future success on the horizon. And this was just kind of a glimpse of that. So yeah, uh, I think I, they're I definitely like the building. Be, yeah. Especially with, you know, your, your badass Monterey and Cooper girls teams yeah. that have some college level that. talent coming out. Uh, I think we all know who we're talking about with Aaliyah yeah. Chavez there and, and company. So it's good to get some momentum going into Bring her home. recruiting <laughs> some of the talent that's, literally in your backyard with yeah and if you here. get if you get miss chavez like this is going to be a must watch team next year like 
if you're able to land her, like this is going to be that, that, that's a well, you gotta, changing you gotta, You're going to have to wait like three years to get her. Oh, is she only, the, she's she's only that a young? sophomore. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. Yeah. And she's out here torching people already. Yeah, she's putting up like 40 a game. <laughs> they should change the high school rules so you can go to college early. <laughs> <laughs> right. If we could get her now, we would take her. Damn, I didn't know she was. I was like, man, she's already got to be hitting college soon with that no. skills. But, well, congrats, Monterey, <laughs> for your next couple of years. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, sending this program in the right direction. And that, and that's really what you need, and that's what you want to see. And this was probably the most exciting offseason for these Lady Raiders in some time. You have this postseason success to build off of and kind of see what you can do with it next year, see if you can make a actual tournament run um and, and and get that going so um shout out to the lady raiders shout out to coach Gerlich, the seniors and all that for getting you know getting that far in the tournament uh proud of that and thankful for a little postseason basketball since we didn't have any on the men's side so that's good but uh we got to go head over to the diamond to talk about some struggles it's been uh the red raiders have been getting walked off left and right since we last spoke so let's go over to the diamond talk some texas tech baseball well, Dustin, a lot has happened since last time we talked uh, previously on Texas Tech Baseball. You won a series against Oklahoma State to start off Big play, Big 12 play with a two-games-to-one series victory. Feeling good about yourself. You had the midweek off yeah. before you headed into Austin for a big series with the Texas Longhorns. And, well, things did not go to plan. Um, Friday, they handled you pretty easy with a, uh, a big eighth run inning to give them a comfortable win on the Friday nighter. And then two excruciating losses right after that. Uh, yeah. You get walked off on Saturday uh, after you tie the game in the ninth. Um, and then Texas scores on a pass ball uh, from Andrew oh. Devine that gives them the win. And then you follow that up with a Sunday game where you were down by quite a bit. I think you were down eight to two, eight to three battled all your, the way back, tied the game in the ninth inning, only to give up a walk-off home run on the first batter in the next uh, in the bottom half of the inning. Uh, so you take that on the road to New Mexico, to Albuquerque, where you uh, proceed to get walked off uh, by another solo shot to the New Mexico Lobos, giving you three straight losses where you got walked off in the bottom of the ninth, four straight losses overall for the Red Raiders. Um, Dustin, uh, you know, everything vibes were good after the Oklahoma state series, yeah. feeling good about yourself, top 15 in the country. Uh, and then the struggles kind of thoughts on what was, uh, has been a pretty brutal stretch here for the red Raiders. Yeah. That really sucked to lose like we did in Austin, tough place to play. Um, so you knew you're playing one of the other top four kind of really good teams in the big 12. And they just kind of took it to you. And there's a lot of like self-inflicted yeah. stuff, which that's what sucks. Like I can't remember if it's a Saturday game, like we were tied it up or getting a comeback and then we just dropped a ball in the sun, like in the yeah. outfield. And they scored on that and like passed balls, like, man, like those kind of games, especially on the road, you can't can't do self-inflicted really easy dumb stuff like that so that sucks it also sucks when you don't have your best relief pitcher for that 
kind of big yeah. series for those kind yeah, of felt, moments because of a yeah. BS call from Oklahoma State's coach. So, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks, and you really have to wonder about this team on the road, man. They've they've played yeah. six games now on the road, and you've won one, or seven games now, including that New Mexico game, and you've only won one of them. Um, and some... their offense is terrible. I think we're scoring mm-hmm. three, averaging like three runs on the road, and that got bumped up from last yeah, weekend. Last... <laughs> yeah. It was more like two or so before that. Yeah, it, it's definitely like frustrating when you're averaging ten runs a game at home. Yeah, um, and then vice versa, you're like, you know, just complete opposite on, on on the road. And so you've got some things to figure out. Your pitcher's got to think some things to figure out on the road. Maintain composure, <laughs> not giving yes. up the the lead immediately after your team comes back. And so there's a lot of things to figure out on the road. Yeah. Luckily, like it's still early on in the season. There's still plenty of time to kind of figure some of those things out. Hopefully get healthy. You've, you know, Texas Tech baseball and injuries that just goes hand in hand oh, at this course. point. Um, so you're missing some guys. Hopefully some guys get back healthy uh, and able to contribute. And some of these young guys kind of grow from these experiences. But definitely brutal, uh, brutal losses. You hope to bounce back this weekend as uh, TCU comes to town. Another huge series. Uh, here at the law um, if you're needing some offense and so good to be home for this series any thoughts on this upcoming weekend yeah I need to need to win this series at least two out of three if not all three of them um, I'll be there Friday night so if you see me come say what's up let's have a have an ultra together and, yeah and hopefully get us some runs and a win yeah, I'm going to see if I can find myself a ticket, try to make it up there um, for that game. But, yeah, get to the law this weekend. Uh, good to have the guys back where they need to get back on the right track, and the best place to do it is at home uh, against a team that you need to beat uh, in TCU and, and definitely need to bounce back if you want to have any hopes of competing for a Big 12 championship this season. So uh, some struggles. Hopefully the struggles are behind us. Learning experiences for sure. Um, and let's just kind of see yeah. how this team grows off of that. Um, any other baseball tidbits you wanted to get to? No, nah, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for our baseball coverage. It is spring, which means spring's football is in the air. And Joey McGuire is yelling, let's go somewhere right now. So let's go, let's go. head over. Let's talk a little Texas Tech football uh, as spring practices have begun. Somebody turn on some damn Dustin, Texas Tech football, the offseason has officially begun as spring practices have begun. Texas Tech had their pro day today. There's practice had uh, at the uh, practice fields. Uh, it's good. What are your thoughts as um, maybe one of the most exciting offseasons we've had, especially in the last decade or so, has officially begun? Yeah, totally right. Like Very excited. I know it's only spring and just spring practice. But it's exciting to have us back. Like we have some momentum going oh, yeah. into this off season and this year in spring ball. Like how we finished last year and won our bowl game. Like a lot of momentum, a lot of good things coming out of the end of last year to roll into. And so, like going into just this year with so many good things. Like uh, I don't even know where to start. I have so many things written down. Yes. Yeah, um, like, it, it, we're not used to this, Dustin. We're not no. used to have so many things. 
Uh, and I'm used to like listing all bad things and I'm like, well, I know where to start with this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I guess I'll start. You have both of your coordinators back and that's a very good thing because you like both of them. Mm-hmm. For one. You lost one, you lost one coach off the staff. You lost one coach. You gave everybody else extensions and yeah. pay raises and all that. And you brought both your coordinators back and you love their schemes and what they're doing. And I think compounded with that you brought back a lot of players that had a lot of production for you in those two systems so like i'm really excited to see what those guys coming back with deruder and kitley can do and compound on this offense and defense and really make things smooth over and better and whatnot and like how much more we can how much better we can be to start next year uh i know Joey McGuire said, yeah, this team would beat last year's team by yeah. 14 points. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe that's what I'm trying to get at is I think with these coordinators and how many production guys are back, like you can do big things and you're starting off at a really far good start, you know? Oh yeah. You're so much further beyond like last year was this off season was exciting because of the energy Joey McGuire brought in, sure. but you had a, a lot of the unknown as uh, what it's going to look like. Uh, now you know what it looks like. Now you know that it can produce you eight wins with three different quarterbacks having to start four oh, games. Yeah. Uh, an offensive line that you wouldn't, you know, necessarily say is all completely there. Um, and, and a first year defensive coordinator, um, you know, and so now you get to bring, like you said, you bring all those guys back. You bring a lot of the players that you would love to have back are back. Um, you get to add, you know, a great recruiting class, one of your top recruiting classes that you get to have. You had some pretty good freshmen that didn't get to play last year that, you know, were injured and get to come back. And so great the transfer depth looks there. Fill in some holes. Yeah. And so you're hearing some things about uh, that Syracuse transfer and, and Miles Cole being able to maybe Ooh, fill yeah. in some of the gaps. Uh, left by Tyree Wilson. You're hearing a lot of good things. The offensive line might be the best offensive line that you've had in some time, maybe dating back to freaking Tuberville days. I don't don't know. Like that offensive line group should be way, way better. That should be We pretty much had Mm -hmm. one good offensive lineman last year with how many injuries and rotations we had to make up. Like we were really piecing shit together last year. (laughs) And so hopefully we can make that a little more cohesive and really plow people over this year. There's just so many things to be excited for. And it's been so long since we've been able to be really like this excited for a football offseason to begin. I also got really excited listening to like, I don't remember who it was. Like they were just listening off the receiving room. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So many guys that are so good. I mean, you pretty much brought back, almost all your good production receivers and then Dre McCray. And then you added Dre McCray, like more speed to help out like miles price. And so he's not the only like slot speed guy. And so like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to like what that quarterback room with those receivers can do and Kitley like that kind of trio, what they can come up with and what they can do this next year. Yeah, and really looking forward to see how Kitley grows from year one to year two because, you know, going up from Western Kentucky to Power 5 ball is definitely a step. And so, I, you know, you could definitely see some things right last year. You definitely could feel some of the learning curve hit them. And so I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what this offense can bring in year two and hope just hope for some quarterback health 
um, yeah, once again, definitely. but you have two guys that you're pretty comfortable leading that unit. So uh, also, really exciting times for. Yeah. You football. mentioned the quarterback health thing. I also think it will help your, I think it'll help Kitley in the offense and the O line and receivers like of who's getting the ball. You have two quarterbacks that run like the same system type stuff. Yeah. So you don't have to game plan around yeah. your quarterback every week and that kind of affect production elsewhere, you know? Yeah. Their 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 skill sets are very similar. Yeah. Um, and so that that that's a nice thing to have for Kitley in this offense. So, so looking forward to spring practices and whatever news comes out of there this spring and uh, recruiting news as well as uh, we you know all we can hear is Joey McGuire can recruit uh, and just looking forward to whatever this football team's going to look like throughout the spring summer uh, and into next football season. Dustin that covers just about everything Texas Tech related that we have to talk about this week. Uh, final shot for us this week what you got? I wanted to piggyback with you on opening day man wearing my mm-hmm. Texas Rangers gear. Yes, sir. The opening day starting on Thursday. Josh Young made the Rangers roster, so he'll probably be your not everyday third baseman, but your main Majority third baseman day. from what yeah. it looks like. He played twenty games in spring training, hit three twenty, like looking pretty good out there, Josh oh. Young. Where you go, man? Yeah. That's exciting. We haven't had a Red Raider baseball player on opening day like this in so long. So um, while I am not a Ranger fan, I will be watching the Rangers just to to check out Josh Young over there. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll lead it off with a home run this year. Just, you know, like he started his career when he made it to the big leagues. Um, Looking forward to him and other Red Raiders, Micah, um, not Micah, Dallas. who am I thinking of here? Uh, former starter, Davis Martin. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you're going. Micah Dallas, Davis Martin, you know, a lot of these pictures. Um, there you go, Michael Davis versus Michael Davis. Michael Davis. Where? Yeah, that too. <laughs> Davis Martin, yeah, uh, you know, he got some time with the White Sox last yep. year. So I'm sure he'll be kind of uh, up and at it with the White Sox organization this year. Um, other guys getting, you know, their their minor league ball going on. But I'm really excited for this baseball season, Dustin, because of the new rules and the pitch clock yeah. and all that stuff. You're about to see, like, the fastest baseball's ever been. And that's kind of the yeah. only reason I'm really looking forward to this season because the Red Sox have just decided that we're going to be a poverty franchise and we're not going to pay players. We didn't pay Xander Bogarts. Uh, we're just going to, like, live or die off Rafael Devers this year. Um and so uh, I'm not really looking forward to the Red Sox season, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what baseball looks like with these new rules and how, like how fast the game moves on. Because a lot of the returns from spring training are like, man, these games are getting done so fast. It's a, it's actually pretty refreshing. Yeah. Baseball, like games are like two and a half hours long yeah. rather than three hours plus. Like that's awesome. <laughs> um, There was like some video on Twitter, like a while back, kind of like at the start of spring training. About of, like, to mention, yeah. Of a, of a guy striking out a dude in three pitches in the time it took like Zach Grinky to throw one pitch oh, yeah. first. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that video like, yeah, strike out in like 24 or 27 seconds. Then there was one of them of like a guy, how many inside the park home runs could he get in this at bat or something time. like that? Yeah. Like they've cut way down and it's a lot better. And oh, yeah. I think after like thing. the first week of everybody figuring it out, they quit bitching and they're like we're just gonna have to deal with it and everybody's cool with it now 
Yeah, everybody seems to enjoy it. Fans that uh, you know were watching it were like, "Yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to watch a baseball game." Yeah, two and, a half and hours now like it's more like basketball ish. So like you have a shot clock, like something's happening every twenty seconds. Yeah, like not every minute or more. Yep, <laughs> you know, like it's happening, and then now we're going again, and now we're going like it's come, come, go. Like we're going, yeah. going, going. They needed to speed up the pace of play, you know, yeah. it's something that absolutely needed to happen. And so um, exciting to see what that does for baseball this season. Does it bring it back? Uh, who will know? But baseball does start the season Thursday. We'll probably get this episode out, out for you guys Friday. So, you know, opening day will be behind Jeff. But, you know, cheers to your baseball team and and whatever their season might be. Red Sox is probably going to be pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, Rangers are going to be good. I mean, they got Jacob well, DeGrom. Y'all got some dudes be this okay, year. But, like, DeGrom will get hurt, and that'll be about it. Y'all got y'all got my guy Nathan Nivaldi, though. I fucking love Nathan Nivaldi. That dude throws play? gas. Huh? <laughs> What's he, He's a pitcher? pitcher? He's a pitcher. He was, like, our hero from our 2018 World Series where he just, like, uh, he just came in through gas, beat Sweet. the Astros a couple times, came in. Yeah, he, he he's he's fucking awesome to watch. So uh, he'll be fun and he remains pretty healthy. So um, he'll have a game where he gives uh, like several home runs and then he'll have a game where yeah. he's just like completely dominant. So he's not, you know, but he's like y'all's third starter. So that's oh, like sick. a pretty that's that's where he was best when he was like our third starter. So nice. So, yeah. So opening day begins and the tailgate ends for this week that's all we got for you guys thanks for joining us uh make sure you give us a follow follow the tailgate on apple and on spotify give us those five stars five stars for the tailgate and if you listen to us on apple hit us with those reviews give our social media accounts a follow follow us on twitter at tailgate underscore talks help us make it further in next year's uh texas tech twitter uh <laughs> NCAA tournament style, sure. you know, draft. Help us get past the first round. Although, you know, we got matched up with RC. Not going to win that one very often. So, yeah, that was um, yeah, next year we'll come back bigger, faster, stronger, most competitive, hardworking Twitter there could be. Sure. The Joey McGuire <laughs> motto. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, follow that Twitter account. Follow our Facebook. Follow our Instagram. Follow our YouTube channel. We might be looking at going, doing some live shows on youtube that way you can get involved if you want to participate in the show ask us questions all that good stuff uh, so give that youtube channel a follow and email us if you have any, anything you want us to discuss on the on the tailgate we're tailgate talks pod at gmail.com once again thanks for hanging out with us at this week's tailgate and as always we will catch y'all at the next tailgate peace